The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready? Go! Brace yourself. Prepare for glory! You wanted a better outdoor radio show, and we heard you. Yeah! An outdoor radio show for all people. Sweet! A show that all others will be judged. Yeah, totally. It's just so powerful. You demanded it, and we created it. You basically yell everything you say. Oh, yeah! Let the revolution begin. Let's crank it up! Get on board and buckle up. Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. So I'm going to do a little test on today's show. Okay. We're talking the Whitetail Run-Through. I am going to tell Terry Drury that I love him. Yes. And I'm going to see if he reciprocates. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards yes. Yeah. I'm feeling optimistic. It's like love is in the air. There's a romance. But it, it's a deer hunting love, right? All right. So this is the Whitetail Run-Through. I'm serious. I'm going to do it, though. Uh, we have Terry Jury, the co-host, Jury's 13. He's going to be on. Mrs. Bunny, you're going to be here talking what? Buy or bust some predator lighting, guys. Plus, we're going to have Christian Berg. Christian Berg, he is the editor of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine. He just returned from an awesome DIY whitetail hunt there in Montana. We're going to jump into that. Lots of things on today's show, but let's get to... Jerry Drury. Okay, are you following along? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to Terry. It's the Whitetail Run-Through this week. Now kicking off a two-parter with Terry Drury, co-host of Drury's 13 on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays 10 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Jimbo, do you have DeerCast? Do I have deer tags? Deer no. cast the app. What is wrong with you? Oh my you? gosh, Jimbo. I'm 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 not here. All right, so we, <laughs> <laughs> buddy, you have it on your phone. I do. I know you do. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. I saw. I, have I you seen it. my phone? It's a tin can. Oh yeah, you lost your iPhone <laughs> privileges. You have a flip phone. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you, you can't can, get anything. Out you there. you can't even get a call. <laughs> I rolled down the window and yelled. All right, so we are just now being joined by the Don Corleone, uh, the Godfather of Whitetail Hunting, Mister Terry Jury, co-host Jury's Thirteen. All new episodes Outdoor Channel every single Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you don't have the DeerCast app like Jimbo, oh, you are a knucklehead. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, Mister Terry, how's it going, buddy? It's going great, guys. I'll tell you what, we got a little cool weather here in uh, in Missouri, so we're fired up. Yeah, yeah. Now let's let's talk just for a minute. Uh, I know you don't want to, but let's talk about DeerCast. Tell us about it and how it's coming. Well, you know, DeerCast was a a labor of love that we have dedicated uh, the last really four or five years to. We did a, a beta test for a two-year period, making sure that it would function and everything was correct and the algorithms were set up properly. We've got 13 different influencers within that algorithm, and we just wanted to make sure that everything worked correctly before we launched it. 
And uh, we've had huge successes with it in the fact that we've heard, you know, different stories where people will either email or call in and say, man, I, I used DeerCast last night and I shot the biggest deer of my life, or I wasn't going to go and I went and I killed a deer, or my daughter killed her first deer. And those types of stories have been, uh, you know, extremely rewarding as far as we're concerned. And we are constantly working on it, constantly tweaking it. Mark and I compare notes really on a daily basis, trying to prove it wrong or trying to prove it right. Mm-hmm. And we, we've uh, really been spending a lot of time here recently tweaking it to make sure that it's functioning correctly. Uh, we're adding a lot of new features uh, in addition to DeerCast track and, and the news feed and, you know, all the recent articles that go in there. We've got a stable of, I don't know, maybe a dozen different outdoor writers that provide wonderful content on there. And then fan share, you know, people that, that harvest a deer and they want other people to see it across the country, uh, they're able to send that in and, and share their story, which has been absolutely phenomenal listening to some of the stories they tell that uh, that are so intriguing. Well, I think it's so interesting, Mr. Terry, is you guys kicked off several years ago, 13. And then from 13, DeerCast came. So you gave people the same tools that you were using, that you were showcasing on Outdoor Channel. And now we have this app. And it's really. Which we all can use. Exactly. Everyone can use it. But right now, we've got like the October lull. And it's, you have it like between October 13th and the 24th. Now, depending where you are, as it is in the app, you know, those dates can change a little bit. And then we go into pre lock. And you have said pre lock is when you you see the biggest box and you knock them down. And in the past week or so with what Matt did with Holyfield and what Mr. Mark did with BW Big and Wide proves your point once again that these phases, they work. It's many, many years of observation, number one, and, and then taking all of those influencers that we felt so crucial for causing a mature deer to walk during daylight hours. And that's really the the recipe that this thing is, was created for, was trying to help other hunters to try and maximize their time afield. You know, everybody's in a workaday world, and a lot of them have children that, that may or may not be in sports. And, and there's just, you know, a lot of things nowadays, the world just moves at a faster pace. So we were trying to make sure that we could help others optimize their time. And we did that with these phases. We, we have observed these phases for many, many years, and we feel like we've hit the mother load here with the algorithm and we feel as though it's really, really accurate and we're constantly tweaking that algorithm. And I'm talking minuscule amounts that we're sliding this thing up and down, whether it be the barometer or the moon or wind speed or, or wind direction, you know, there's delta barometer, delta wind speed, meaning the change in wind speed, departure from average, departure from the almanac, departure from you know, the lows and highs that go into that algorithm, all that stuff gets molded into that algorithm. And that's what usually determines whether or not they're going to, uh, the likelihood as to whether or not they'll walk during daylight hours. And, and there are variables that you can't control. There are dogs, there's four wheelers, there's neighbors, there's, you know, cattle, there's different elements that you just can't control. But it's, and it, and it doesn't say hunt or not hunt. What it says is, the likelihood of deer walking during daylight hours. So, uh, you know, we don't want people to confuse that because they say, oh, it's a great, I better go, or it's bad or poor, I'm not going. That we don't want because, you know, most people that are blue-collar guys that only have so many days to hunt, we prefer that they be out there and we want to hear their input. If it's set bad that day and you had a great day, we want to hear about it. 
Or conversely, if you if it says great and you had a poor day, we want to hear about it. But what we don't want people to do is say, well, I didn't go because because DeerCast said it was bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want them to, to disprove it. That would, would help us immensely and find out more about it in different locations. Yeah, once again, talk with Mr. Terry Jury, the co-host Jury 13 on Outdoor Channel. That is Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, all new episodes. That's what I was going to say. When you can take all this information um, and you have an app like this, you know, DeerCast, it gives you the ability to have several different hunting spots and you can look at the, you know, the forecast, the prediction of what it's going to be. And then you can really outline your plan of attack for that day. So you don't burn out those sweet spots, you know, where you have been seeing them, but maybe this isn't the best time to go. Maybe I should be hunting over here. What this does deer cast, it really just makes us overall far more successful afield with our time. And that's really what it was created for. You're, and you're absolutely 100% correct. It, it's about maximizing your time afield. And man, when it says great, the odds, and again, we don't, we don't want that to say, Oh, I got to go hunting today or I'm not going to go hunting. <laughs> yeah. What we want you to say is, you know what? That's a predictor. And the likelihood of mature deer being on their feet is much higher today than it was with a poor or bad or an okay. You know, and even our OKs and our goods are, are good. We've had pretty good success with them. But when it's a great, that tells you that all of those variables, all of those influencers are at an optimum within the curve. You know, and a lot of this is a bell-shaped curve. But uh, when it hits that range and those are an optimum, meaning the barometer might be above 30 and, that, and it might be on the rise instead of on a decline. Uh, temperature might be, you know, uh, below average by 10 degrees. You know, and we use that, that average, that delta as part of one of the influencers. Wind speed is much the same. You know, if the wind speed and, and it varies from phase to phase that you guys had talked about earlier, these are weighted differently in each and every phase because wind speed is different in phase one than it is in phase five and it's different in phase five than it is in phase 13. So every single one of those influencers is weighted just a little bit differently. Some are heavier, some are lighter depending on what phase we're in. And yeah. it's taken us a while to tweak all that. If you saw the mathematics behind it, you'd go, oh, my God, this looks like Greek. <laughs> and it is. It's Greek. And fortunately, we found a, um, you know, a developer that, that understood weather. The guy is a pilot. And oh, uh, it, just, it helped us immensely that he understood, you know, the barometer and thermals and all those things that go into this algorithm, it was very helpful having somebody that understood it, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Hey, we've uh, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around for a second part? This is some great stuff. Absolutely. All right. Hey, we're talking with Terry Drury. He's the co-host of Drury's 13 on Outdoor Channel, Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Exactly. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Terry, all things DOD, uh, DeerCast, where can we find you guys online? Well, DruryOutdoors.com. Calm is the place, guys. That's where I go all the time. All right, so we got to go get to a break. <laughs> we'll return with Terry Drury right after this. Part two with Old Man Winter, the Don Corleone of Whitetail Hunting, Mr. Terry Drury, co-host of Drury's 13, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, and Bo Madness, Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, both seen on Outdoor Channel is moments away. And remember to check out JimandTrav.com for exclusive show content. He's a wilderness athlete, instinctive hunter, angler and forager, and gourmet wild food chef. 
Man Eats Wild host Mario Calpo will inspire you as he crosses oceans, mountains, and deserts. I kind of have a feeling like I'm up with the gods. doesn't get any better. In search of the freshest, cleanest wild game on the planet. This is 100% wild food. Man Eats Wild. Mondays at 7.30 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on and the Whitetail Run-Through. Now, let's get back to Terry Drury, co-host of Drury's 13 on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking the Whitetail Run-Through on this week's show. And, of course, before the break, we had part one with Terry Drury. Some great stuff on DeerCast. Yeah. Now, Mr. Terry, this is kind of, uh, I want your honest opinion. I've heard it said. I want your unhonest opinion. <laughs> I've heard it said so many times, like, at the end of the day, don't give Whitetails too much credit. You know, they're not that smart. I don't agree with that whatsoever. I mean, they are so intelligent. You know, obviously, we think, well, they're just, they're driven by hunger. They're driven by pressure. Well, there's a lot of influences. And you have, guys, you know, you have built your careers around that. You have the DeerCast app that proves it. We can have all the latest, greatest technology, the best firearms, the best bows, and we still don't harvest our target buck. These animals are far smarter than we give them credit for, aren't they? They uh, they twist us in knots and they humble us on a daily basis. <laughs> no matter how many years you do this or just about time you think you've got it figured out, you find out you have a lot to learn uh, on a pretty regular basis. So, and it, and it really depends on what you're hunting. You know, we try to target mature animals that we have a history with. And, and I will give you a for instance. We, I had a guest come in two years ago and killed a deer that was 10 and a half years old oh. that I had been hunting for four or five years, and I had one encounter with that deer, just one. Oh, wow. And and it was when I was walking out for lunch one day at noon. He was standing in the middle of a road tending a doe, one of my logging roads. <laughs> so to give you an idea, they just aren't behind every rock and every tree. Now, when you watch Mark, it would appear that way, that they're behind every rock and every tree, because it seems like when he gets one in his craw, he, he kills it. But it, it's not like that, and there's just a tremendous amount of strategy goes into it, and a lot of time and a lot of effort, you know, when it comes to placing stands and blinds and food plots and access points and wind and, you know, thermal cover, all those elements that go into one uh, are, you know, really overwhelming. So... You know, they're, they're pretty doggone smart. I, if you want to call it that, it, it's not easy unless you're hunting, you know, if you're just going out there to enjoy the sport yeah. and sitting in a, in a spot with a son or daughter, hey, more power to you because some days I think that was, it was better back in the, <laughs> back in the day when we didn't know what was there and we just shot the first thing that walked by. Uh, it was much, much simpler and, and it was a lot of fun, but we've developed a chess match and a high bar that, that gets, taller every year and gets a little tougher every year and we just continue to try and and manage for mature deer so it's it's a 
a never-ending game. Yeah, now, going back to, and I love the old throwback photos and videos of you and Mr. Mark. You're in your OG Mossy Oak camo, right? And you guys just look totally <laughs> awesome. It's like the most iconic thing. You know, that's back at the time where it, everyone really didn't know if Jimmy Houston had a wig or not. Uh, <laughs> Hank Parker's teeth weren't nearly as big. Um, and his mustache was still cheesy. Yeah, it was still cheesy. <laughs> then he loved the guy, though. But no, you know, going back to those simpler times and now with everything, you know, DeerCast and all this technology, it, it is so much fun. It, it really, it educates us. It makes us uh, better stewards. It makes us more successful of field. Do you ever miss those days just going out where it was a lot more simple in the field? Do you miss that sometimes, Mr. Terry? You know, I miss those days a lot. I really do, because that's really where we cut our eye teeth. Back in the day where you had no clue what was there. Yeah. And when you saw one, if the first thing you saw was a rack, pretty good chance he was big enough to shoot. So <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, I'm serious. It was, it was weird. And we hunted the river hills of kind of the Midwest. We were south of St. Louis, Missouri, uh, about three to five miles off the Mississippi River, all hardwoods. There were no patterns or routes or pinch points. It was, it was tough hunting and the pressure was pretty high. Uh, so it was just, it was really tough, but it was fun. We were in a, they ca we called it the 40 acre club, which, which meant that you had to have 40 adjoining acres to join this club. And I think <laughs> all total, it was 14 or 1500 acres back then. And at one point, I think high point, we were 50 or 60 men hunting there Wow! and a deer didn't have a chance. I mean, if they skirted <laughs> through, they, they, uh, they got lucky, yeah. but it was it, once they knew that the, the guns were blazing, I mean, they just locked down and you didn't see them then for several days. But those days were fun. I mean, we really, really enjoyed it. We respected all of the elders that taught us how. And, you know, I, I really, I, I really vividly remember the last weekends where we would go in and butcher the deer. You know, we had a meat saw and, and, uh, all that meat got divvied up and it was a good time, guys. It really was. But, you know, we all evolve. And if you mm -hmm. think about whether it's archery tackle or firearms or ammunition or even clothing and the garments you wear, everything is improving and everything is advancing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we've seen. Everything. The only thing that remains the same is that everything changes. That yeah. <laughs> uh, is, is a pretty true statement. And, you know, you kind of got to roll with it. And we just hope that DeerCast helps someone else. We hope that that our programs on Outdoor Channel help someone else. You know, we've we've been blessed and fortunate enough to be on Outdoor Channel and and uh, can't say enough good things about everyone over there. Uh, really, really appreciative of everything they do. But we just really want to help someone else because we've made literally every every mistake in the book. Yeah. Well, you know, I know that with uh, with Trav and I, you know, being around you and associated with you and so forth and DeerCast, you know, we have become better hunters and we've we've managed our time a whole lot better. And I think that's one of the things that I can contribute just to knowing you. Well, and, and we appreciate that. We hope that's the case. You know, one of the things that I've noticed with, uh, you know, Outdoor Channel and, and some sportsmen and some of the other channels with the availability, a lot of youngsters aren't satisfied with a year and a half old buck like we were, yeah. you know, 30 years of our life. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they get pretty picky pretty quick. And, and I think that some of it is because of the exposure to Outdoor Channel and some of the programming and DeerCast and some of those other things that they watch you know, where they may harvest a two-year-old the first year, and then heck, the next year, they're wanting a three- or four-year-old. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool watching some of the youngsters evolve. 
were back in the day, the old, if it was brown, it was down, <laughs> rang yeah. through for many, many years, and we really weren't very picky. Yeah. What is that like? You know, you guys never thought 20-some years ago that you would be idolized. I mean, by, you know, young kids. I, I, I've been to Shot and ATA and see you guys and see the crowds. And They're thronging the, you. Oh, I seriously. You could have a, a 10-year-old boy, an 11-year-old girl, and then up to a 70-year-old man and just the interaction, the camaraderie. Did you ever in your wildest dreams imagine you'd have that type of following and that type of positive influence? No, and I don't think you ever really set out to do something like that. I, I think if you're passionate about what you do and, you, and you're honest and you're ethical, you know, a really, really uh, true sportsman and an ethical hunter, uh, I think it just it comes to the top. And we've seen that throughout, and, and our entire industry is filled with some really, really quality individuals that uh, we feel very, very proud to be a part of the outdoor industry and very humbled at times. But, you know, our, our big thing is you're only as good as how you were raised and how you were brought up. And we had tremendous parents, tremendous grandparents. It was about, you know, this country is, is really made up of some great individuals, great people that really made the ultimate sacrifice so that we could all do what we do and be free and, and hunt. Uh, we're very, very blessed in where we live. And we just, we just want to be a part of something good. And we want to make sure that, that we leave it better than we found it. And hopefully some of the youngsters that are coming up through the ranks, we want them to respect the animal, respect their neighbor, respect their elders. You know, courtesy is one of those things that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle and respect. And we're real big advocates on respecting um, the animal and respecting your neighbor. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Jerry Drury. He's the host of Drury 13 on Outdoor Channels Tuesdays at 10 o'clock in the evening. All new episodes currently airing. And this has been presented by MyOutdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. MyOutdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Mr. Terry, more about DeerCast, Jury's 13, everything you guys have going on. Where can we find you online, sir? Just check us out at DuryOutdoors.com. All right. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we have Buyer Bust with Mrs. Bunny. Mr. Terry, we love you so much. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, we love you guys. You all be safe this fall. Take care. Conservation. Hey, hey. We plant food plots. Soybeans. Clover. Create water sources. You hear us? Pump. Forbes. We're land managers. OG wildlife stewards, baby. We love big bucks. Hey, everybody. This is Terry Drury with Drury Outdoors. I would love for everyone to listen to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Join Outdoor Channel on Mondays and prepare for a wild food feast. These birds were flying an hour ago. <laughs> Taste of the Wild is two must-see hours of hunting, fishing, and foraging with cutting-edge host Mike Robinson, Mario Calpo, Stephen Ranella, and Nick Hoffman. I'm blown away by the hunting culture and the food. If I was alive three lifetimes, I would never think to do that. Taste of the Wild, Mondays beginning at 7 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air and always online at, at JimandTrav.com. Now it's time for Buy or Bust, honest gear reviews to help you make smarter purchases. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at Cabela's.com and BassPro.com.
It's time for Buyer Bus, brought to you by Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops. Oh, ho, ho. we are talking the Whitetail run-through on this week's show. And one thing we need to do to better manage all game species is to harvest certain predators. That's right. you got to keep predator populations in check, right? That's what that, what's his name, like Chris Hansen that catches all the predators? He's like, when he's taken in for questioning, he asks to speak to a lawyer. Yeah, what are well, you doing here? Different kind of predator. Yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> all predators need to be managed. Yes, what they do. But when it comes to coyotes, okay, they yes. do a lot of bad stuff. Uh, and so do those other type of predators. <laughs> One thing that is really neat is coyote hunting, introducing kids to coyote hunting, then you add in nighttime coyote hunting. Yeah. Ooh. That is so much fun. Uh, and the Cabela's Predator 600 you tell Lumen. scary stories. Yeah, like Jimbo showed up and he didn't brush his teeth after <laughs> eating onions. Yeah. It scares <laughs> everyone. Uh, but no, the Cabela's Predator 600 Lumen Light Kit. And this is just a kit that will adapt to pretty much any scope. You can mount it on your shotgun. It is really neat. So this is, uh, like you said, for predator hunting at night, um, spotlighting works really well. You know, um, it might take maybe a little bit more in depth because you have to pay that much more attention, but it works really, really well. We've done it a lot. Um, we happen to have a DeWalt flashlight that we do it with a lot, but we don't have a dedicated predator light. But this one is great because it comes with a Picatinny rail mount, so you can mount it right on top of your rifle. Like it sits on top of your scope there. I think it's you like can, a 913 right. Picatinny rail. So you can mount it there if you are a shotgun hunter if you're more up close then you can put it on your shotgun you can also carry it just as a regular flashlight and then it also has the advantage of having two replaceable lens cap covers that are one in red and one in green so if you prefer a different color light instead of your straight white uh, yellow light you know you can change those up as well there's also um, for those that want uh, if you're hunting more tactical style if you want that pressure relief switch that has that switch that goes on the side as well but it's a great way to get out and uh, take care of predators at night and lord knows that you know, that's when they're most active. And if you have uh, not only um, wildlife populations, but if you have like livestock and stuff like we do, this is a great way of being able to go out and uh, manage your predator populations uh, effectively at night. I think with brand new batteries, it'll last like almost two and a half hours. Yeah. Really? I mean, and it, I don't know how far ours shines. It's quite a way. It is. I mean, you could see clearly, I would say out to 75 yards. I would say I the mean, downfall of, of a big flashlight like we have is is that it is it's bulky, right? You know, so we have a big DeWalt flashlight well, that is meant to be Well, then you have to, to have someone lighting. spotting for That's you. That's exactly it. But in this case, when it is mounted directly to your gun, you have it all in one place and you don't have your hands off and everything. You know, you're, you're right there and you're ready. I would, I would also say, it's like we're in October, but you know, it's like if you're hunting the West and the Northern country, those pelts start to prime, you know, November, December. I mean, oh, this, yeah. is, the, this is a to great to time to start getting out there. And... Um, patterning, tracking, doing all sorts of things and uh, take advantage of this predator season and get some furs in your stash. Exactly. All right, so go check out the Cabela's Predator 600 Lumen Light Kit and we say what? Buy, Buy it. it. Buy it. Coming up next though is uh, uh, Let's see, who is that? It's Christian Berg. It's Christian Berg. He's the editor of Peterson's Volunting Magazine. <laughs> is that who he is? Yeah, make sure you go to uh, BassPro.com, also Cabela's.com uh, and check out the Cabela's Predator 600 Lumen Light Kit. We gotta get to a break. We we will return, though, with Christian Berg right after this. Don't go anywhere. This has been Buyer Bust, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Visit us online at BassPro.com and Cabela's.com. Your adventure starts here. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue after these short messages. If you want to make a name for yourself in rodeo, start early. 
It takes a lot to be a rodeo kid. They'll sacrifice everything to make it to the top. If there's a time to peak, it's Vegas. It's the most exciting night ever. Some people let nerves get to them, some people don't. It does make a mama nervous. It's good in the rodeo industry to have a very short memory. Kid Rodeo, Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Come see the Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles designed for conquering extreme terrain at YamahaOutdoors.com today. Proven off-road features include factory-installed worn winch, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. The Yamaha XTR line. Realize your adventure today at YamahaOutdoors.com. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt. Helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product Morning labels before operation. The Whitetail Run-Through is on today's Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's another two-parter with Christian Berg, editor of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part one. Hey, before the break, we had Buyer Bust on. What great products we feature in that little uh, uh, segment. But uh, our next guest, man, we're talking the Whitetail Run-Through on this week's show. Exactly. Just now being joined by Mr. Christian Berg. He is the editor, Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine. He is like my unicorn. He is freshly off an awesome trip in Montana where he tagged in amazing. Was that an eight-point whitetail? Yes, it was. Hey, Jim and Trav, always pleasure to be with you guys yeah i had a great trip out in montana i'll tell you what you want to talk about an untapped resource and there aren't too many untapped resources in the whitetail world anymore but some of those river bottoms out west guy can have himself an exciting hunt and on the public and on the cheap so that's something we're talking about yeah now this was a diy hunt wasn't it yes it was so i I actually had drawn a really good elk tag in Montana this year, and so I was—I knew I'd be heading out there to hunt elk, but I also put in for the big game combo license, which gives you a deer tag as well. So I had the deer tag in my pocket, and I figured since I'm going all that way, 1,800 miles from home in Pennsylvania to Montana, why not try and use that while I'm there? So I went out about four or five days before my elk hunt started, and I just did some deer hunting all by my lonesome. Uh, Montana runs a great block management program, and this is a tip for anybody who's listening. If you've ever thought about heading to Montana and doing some hunting, now I'm not going to tell you exactly where I hunted, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you that if you get on the Montana Fish and Wildlife website, you can learn all about their block management program. And the block management program makes private ranch land available for public hunting. There's maps and contact information for every block management area in the state. And you can scout it out for yourself. And if you manage to find some place in the eastern part of Montana that's got some creek or river flowing through it, on the prairie, that's where you're going to find a little bit of timber, and I guarantee you that that's where you're going to find a lot of whitetails. Yeah, a lot of guys think that uh, Montana is all mountains, but actually it's only in the western part, right? In the eastern part, you've got the plains out there, and of course uh, you get down into the Missouri breaks, uh, it's a little bit different there. But how far west has the whitetails actually migrated now? Well, you know, Jim, I can't honestly answer that question, but believe it or not, 
I've never really hunted western Montana. I have mm. focused all my hunting that I've ever done in Montana in the eastern part of the state. So I'm not exactly sure if they, I, I would imagine they probably go all the way, you know, across the state. But what I do know is I have hunted over the last eight, ten years quite a bit in the part of Montana that's sort of in the tri-state area where Wyoming and South Dakota and Montana come together. And I can tell you that in all three of those states and that whole region is a largely prairie and you're going to see a lot of pronghorns in that neck of the woods, a lot of mule deer. But anywhere that you have creeks or rivers that pass through that area, you're also going to find a lot of whitetails. And the thing I love about hunting the whitetails in that part of the world is, you know, they can go anywhere they want. They just don't really want to leave mm. those creek bottoms. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like it's like concentrated game. And you get down there in those small patches of woods. I mean, you're just looking at some places literally – an acre or two uh, woodlot, you know, along that creek. And in some places, there's just barely a strip of trees at all. And it's unbelievable uh, how many deer that you can see uh, in those places. I mean, on my hunt in Montana, I had as many as 30 deer in bow range wow. on every sit. And, uh, you know, if you get yourself in areas like that, it's only a matter of time before you're going to get an opportunity at a buck. Yeah, once again, uh, discussing whitetails with Mr. Christian Burke. He is the editor of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine. Make sure you hop online, get a subscription if you don't have one. Now, when it comes to the size, I mean, this is a great buck you took in Montana. Any hunter would be more than happy to tag that buck. But what are they like there? You know, can you compare them to the size? Will they get as big of racks as, let's say, the bucks in Kansas, the bucks in Iowa? You had a really in Canada. Int- yeah, in Canada, you had an interesting post on your Facebook page where you you put up a trail camera of a buck you have there on camera in Pennsylvania, and you said, you know, to other places, he's not big, but for this area, he is huge. What are the bucks like there in Montana? Are they heavy horned? Are they big racked? Are they big bodied? What can we expect? Well, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, right? The white tail size is going to be a function of several things, right? One is going to be genetics. Two is going to be uh, nutrition or habitat quality. And three, and probably one of the biggest factors, is age. And so, you know, there's different reasons, I think, that whitetails vary in different parts of the country. In Pennsylvania, we've got great genetics and great habitat. The thing that really holds us back is age. We just have so many hunters here, right? It's hard, uh, especially if you don't own, you know, a good piece of acreage and, and manage it. It's really hard to get bucks to the older age classes. So that's why the deer I hunt here aren't going to be as big as what you see in in Iowa or Kansas or places like that. Now, out in Montana, age isn't really an issue. There are so few people out in that part of the world. That's one of the things I love about Montana. So few hunters, very, very light hunting pressure. But the habitat quality, you know, just isn't as great as it's going to be in Kansas, Nebraska, Illinois, you know, the places where you've got big soybean and corn production and really fertile soil. That part of Montana is prairie land. It's cattle country. And those deer are eating a lot of the same grasses that the cattle are eating. It's, it's good, solid, uh, uh, 
you know, habitat for them, but it's, they don't grow the deer the size that you do in the Midwest. So a top end deer in Montana is generally going to be like that 150 to 160 class. But what you're going to make up for and not, you know, you're not going to find a lot of 170s, 180s. Now they do kill them. Uh, there was 190 class deer killed in that same area last year, but that's the exception, not the rule. But what you're going to make up for in not having quite the top end in terms of trophy potential is you're, you're more than making up for that in numbers because the number of whitetails in the area is spectacular. So if you're looking for a hunt or you, you say, you know, I may not kill an absolute giant, but I have a really, really good chance of killing, you know, 130, 140, 150-inch deer and I'm going to see just scads and scads of deer every day. Boy, is it a tremendous area for that. Yeah. Hey, Kristen, we got to take a break. Can you uh, stick around for a second part? Oh, for you guys, anything. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we've been talking with Christian Burke. He's the editor of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine. Exactly. Now, Mr. Christian, to learn more about you, to get a subscription, check out the latest and greatest articles. Where can we find you guys online? Oh, my goodness. If you've never checked out our website, you want to get on bowhuntingmag.com right now. And if you're not following us on social media, shame, shame, shame <laughs> on you. You want to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter at Peterson's Bow Hunting. And that's Peterson with an E, P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N, Peterson's Bow Hunting. <laughs> They're Norwegian. All right, so this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com, and that was Bow Hunting Mag again. Uh, get a subscription. We'll return with Christian Berth right after this. Don't go anywhere. So, have you, like, heard that totally rad song about elk and butter and stuff? It's like blowing my mind. Yes, that feels wonderful. Ooh! Fall sweet intoxicating aroma is here! Man, that feels lovely. Gonna make that camo pop, baby girl! We hunt elk! We hunt deer! Hunt in a row! We hunt bear! Gonna get outdoors, heck yeah! Larry, you ready to have some fun? Hollywood fantasy meets real-world science. Oh, my God! In an all-new season of Hollywood Weapons. How about another boom? Never bring a sword to a crossbow fight. I can't believe it! The most thrilling action scenes in TV and movie history are put to the test. Fire at will. I love my job. The Hollywood blockbuster is back. Hollywood Weapons. Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking the whitetail run-through this week. Are you messing with me? Now let's rejoin the boys and Christian Berg, editor of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We've been talking with Christian Berg. He was in part one. This is part two. He's the editor of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine and all-around good guy. Yes, he is. Now, real quick, before we get back into the, the whitetail action here, Mr. Christian, kind of looking forward, you know, this whole COVID crap, can we all say that 2020 has just been a shit? 
storm. <laughs> it has been terrible. Now it's leaping into 2021, and they have canceled. I read an article this morning on your website, uh, Bow Hunting Mag, uh, Mr. Lynn Burkhead put out. The 2021 ATA show has been canceled, but it's going to be virtual, right? Yeah, they're going to try and, you know, do the old virtual show. And I know it sounds like you guys are on pretty much the same same page as me, where I've, I've kind of had my fill of virtual stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I'm pretty disappointed that the show was canceled. I mean, I guess I get it. You know, they're trying to be responsible and do the right thing and all that. But by golly, I really like the ATA show and getting my hands on all the latest gear and gadgets, and I'm going to miss being there. But the deal is, right, we here at Peterson's Bow Hunting, since we are the modern bow hunting authority, we're going to step up our games <laughs> in a big way. We want to make sure that all of our fellow bow hunters out there have the latest and greatest uh, intel and know-how when it comes to the new bows and crossbows, arrows, broadheads, optics, uh, camo, packs, footwear, you name it. If you use it to bow hunt, we're going to let you know about it. We're working on our 2021 new gear guide now. Uh, that's going to be out this winter. Uh, we're going to have tons of content on our website, on our social media, and we may even have some uh, new and unique uh, broadcast content this year because of the show cancellation and uh, get bringing people uh, some expanded coverage of new stuff. So just stay tuned in to the team here at Peterson's Bull Hunting and, and let us keep you up to date on what's happening. Yeah, I hate to keep hearkening back to uh, the first part of the interview, but uh, in Montana, how difficult was it for you to get those permits you were talking about? I mean, did you have to get preference points and all of those things or well, you could just put in and get it? Um, depending on the area for elk, it can take a little while. That, I was actually very fortunate. First time I hunted that area for elk, it took me uh, five points to draw the tag. Oh, wow. And then for some crazy reason, I think it was actually COVID, uh, I drew the tag again this year for the second year in a row. Their applications were down because of COVID, the non-resident permits, because the deadline uh, in Montana is in the spring, and that was at kind of the height of the panic over mm-hmm. the virus, and I think a lot of people just were uncertain about the year. So I think I would, you know, we said 2020 really sucks, but I think, <laughs> in, in, at least in that one little regard, I think it worked in my favor. Now, the deer permits for a non-resident archery deer permit – They are limited, but they're not too terribly hard to get. Again, as I mentioned earlier, the hunting pressure isn't that high. And one thing that you'll notice about the West, if you've ever hunted whitetails out there, most of the local hunters out West, I think they consider mule deer to be sort of the main course and whitetails are sort of a sideline or, or, a you know, an accompaniment. So I don't think a lot of the locals mess around with the whitetails. And when it comes to non-residents, if you think about most people, if they're going to book an out-of-state deer hunt, again, most people think about those Midwestern states, you know, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, uh, Kansas, Nebraska, uh, Oklahoma. And so you just don't have a tremendous demand. So I would say you have a really good chance drawing your first year, and if not your first year, you know, your second to get a permit. So um, it's very, very reasonable. And, gosh, there's so much public land in Montana, whether it's a block management ranch like where I hunted or just some BLM ground, some state ground. Uh, I think about 60% of all of Montana is is government-owned land, so there's no shortage of places to hunt. Yeah. Now, say you're going to camp out the whole trip, you know, maybe you drop $1,500. That is not much money for the hunt of a lifetime. It's truly not. No, and it's a unique experience. You know, yeah. I, I think, honestly, if you're a whitetail fanatic, 
everybody who is a hardcore, passionate whitetail bow hunter ought to probably do a western whitetail hunt once in their life. It's just it's a different kind of habitat. It's a different experience. Like I said, you can't hardly beat the numbers of deer that you're going to see. And the other thing I like about those deer out there is they're pretty dumb when it comes to bow hunting. You know, some of those deer in the Midwest and especially back here, back east in Pennsylvania or anywhere up and down the East Coast, gee whiz, half our whitetails walk around the woods with one eye in the sky. They're looking for you up there in the tree. Those deer in Montana, I'm pretty sure they never saw a tree stand before because I'm hanging up there and I got deer standing like right underneath me and uh, they just are going about their business happy as clams don't have a care in the world man those are the kind of white tails i like (laughs) yeah now just like you know with covid there's been this huge spike uh in hunting participation and you know fishing license sales when it comes to the archery side has you know you guys are the authority peterson's bow hunting when it comes to archery Has there been a spike in sales and archery equipment and participation because of COVID or not so much? Well, I definitely think that there's been a positive impact on a lot of the manufacturers and the pro shops. You know, right now, because our season is later in the year, we don't have the data like fishing does, right? Mm. I mean, fishing licenses are mostly sold in the spring, and we've seen a lot of empirical data about percentages and how much things have increased. It's going to take a little longer before we have that data when it comes to the sale of archery licenses, but I can tell you that from talking to a number of pro shop owners as well as manufacturers, a lot of these people have sold on the manufacturer side, they've sold everything they have. Some of the difficulty that they've experienced is supply chain disruptions because of COVID. You know, they simply don't have all the stock that there's demand for. Now, that doesn't mean that people aren't going to be able to find a bow or a crossbow or some arrows, you know, out there at retail, but you might find a shortage of a particular brand or item that you want, which just gives you an excuse to try something else. But (laughs) yeah, most of the pro shops that I've talked to, it seems like they've been awfully busy uh, here towards the latter part of the summer. And now that we're into the seasons, gosh, I'm certainly seeing plenty of participation uh, here in Pennsylvania where I'm at. I I selfishly wish there were sometimes fewer hunters in the woods, but of course, professionally, that wouldn't be very good for me. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Christian Berg. He's the editor of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine. Exactly. Now, Mr. Christian, to learn more about you, to get a subscription, read all your articles, uh, get some unbiased, honest reviews of excellent gear. Cool stuff like that, man. Where can we find Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine online? You got to go to bowhuntingmag.com. And if you're not already a subscriber, listen to Jim and Trav. They know of which they speak. You want to click that subscribe button right up there at the top of the homepage. We'll sign you up. We'll take your money. And then in exchange for that, we send you magazines right to your mailbox. It's unbelievable. And you can get a doctorate from Bowhunting Magazine on Whitetail Deer Hunting. That's right. Bowhuntingmag.com. Go there. Uh, this has been brought to you by Highmount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Again, just talk with Mr. Christian Berg, the editor of who? Or Peterson's what? Bow Hunting Magazine. Exactly. Mr. Christian, you are so awesome. God bless you, buddy. Hey, I'll take all the blessings I can get, and you got to have me on back because I'm going to Iowa and Kansas. I want to have some more white sales stories to tell. <laughs> Stay tuned. The rest-
revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a few moments. Hit up JimandTrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week, talking about Whitetail Run-Through. Of course, Terry Drury, Christian Berg, and the ever-lovely Mrs. Bunny was on the show this week. That is right, Mr. Jimbo. Like that, I called you Mr. Jimbo. You're better known as Jimby, though. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mustachio. Uh, Last word, big guy. Hey, last word is get out there. A lot of things going on in the outdoors. You can have a great time. Take the family with you. And remember, buckle up for safety and hammer home firearm safety. Two things you got to do. That's safe. I said that is safe. All right, we will return at next week, boys and girls. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you and the United States of America. We'll talk next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 